Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Wastelanders, vault dwellers, what even is money? What is currency? Where does it come from and why do we value it? These are some philosophical questions, I guess you could say. Today's episode, I will be discussing the nature of bottle caps and money in the wasteland and why we use bottle caps and other forms of currency, but specifically bottle caps because they are so iconic in the Fallout series. Why is it that we use bottle caps? What's what's the deal with that? <laughs> if if we were to pick a currency at all, if you were to predict the end of the world, the bombs falling in our own society and those of us who survived it and how we were going to trade for goods and services and what kind of currency we would use. Would you have predicted bottle caps? I don't think that that would be at the top of your list. So today's episode is all about bottle caps, the unexpected currency of the wasteland. And stay tuned for the second half because for All of the unpredicted or unpredictable quality that bottle caps hold, there is actually someone or something who predicted them. And we'll be talking about that in the second half of the episode. But let's let's start this off with a with a question. Why is it that currency holds its value? What is the fundamental nature of currency. And some people will say, well, currency holds its value because it's tied to something else of value. So for example, the dollar, the American dollar for the longest time was tied to gold reserves. Uh, Those of you who don't know, it it isn't anymore. Um, That's not really a thing anymore. Uh, that was done away with our, our money 
today is no longer actually tied to gold reserves. So that uh, those those paper bills and coins in your uh, your piggy bank. Yeah, no longer actually tied to uh, anything. Um, but at one point in history, they were tied to gold reserves. So you could actually cash them in if you really wanted to and maybe get something like gold in return if you wanted to hoard gold. And the difficulty in that would be that you would have to actually put gold somewhere and that would be very difficult to do. And the idea there would be that gold would retain its value because there's a limited supply there will there's an assumed value there that that because there's a limited amount of gold on the planet and because everyone assumes that there's value for gold that everyone will always value gold that if you could connect a dollar to a specific amount of gold at a specific time that there's just always going to be some base amount of value connected to that. And that could make some sense, but what if, what if nobody really wants gold anymore? Then where's the value of that go? Or what if somebody just says, you know what, we're just not going to associate that anymore. Like the government, which has happened. But I think the bigger idea here is that there has to be mass and mutual buy into the idea that we all agree that there's some sort of value in the currency or the thing the currency is tied into. So if we all agree that gold has value and that the currency is tied to gold and then that has value, then the currency has value. And In fact, you don't even need the tie-in. If you all agree that the currency itself has value, then it has value. It's mutually agreed upon. So why make it so complicated? Why not just pick something that is limited and has value and trade the thing that has value inherently? And this this is where this ties into Fallout. So you're probably wondering, okay, where are you going with this? Why bottle caps? What what's the deal here, right? Bottle caps inherently don't have value. That how does this make any sense? So here's a little story for you. Spoilers: In 2077, the world goes to hell. The bombs drop. Everything blows up. Well, guess what? No longer has any value. The United States dollar, the dollar bills, no, no value. And you, you obviously you realize this. You come across old money in the game and it's all burned up and there's no value. It doesn't matter if it's cash, like paper money or coins, no real value anymore. Most people don't want it. It's very, very cheap. You come across lots of it. Nobody really wants it. But you know what does have value forever to human beings? Things that keep us alive. And you know what? We absolutely need all the time. Well, yeah, oxygen. But you can't really trade oxygen. It floats around in the air. Water. (laughs) What? Water. Clean H2O. And you can bottle it up. And you know what else is just 
out there in the wasteland that you can use to bottle it up? That's right. Nuka-Cola bottles. Glass bottles. And you know what seals those bottles? Bottle caps. And if we go back to the events of Fallout 1, there's a little town called The Hub. A little trading post. And there was a trend that started to occur. People were trading their goods there. And when they didn't have goods to trade, they would trade bottles of water. And when they didn't have bottles of water to trade, they would trade their bottle caps. And the bottle caps came to represent a actual bottle of water. One cap was valued at a bottle of water. It was representational of a bottle of water, the same way a dollar bill could be representational of a specific amount of gold. And therefore, because the people who were trading considered it a one-to-one relationship of value to something of actual value, it became a currency. And that's how that works. As long as both parties agree to the stated value, then currency exists. And this was the birth of the bottle cap as a tradable amount of currency. Now, what's crazy about this to me is that bottle caps are uh, they're they're not easy to carry around. So there is a little bit of complexity here when it comes to actually using them. There are some benefits. I'm going to get into that. But let me just go off on one little side tangent here. It always occurred to me that it would be very funny, especially later in the games, because in the early part of the game, when you're running around the wasteland and you've got, I mean, of course, if you have like, you know, 12 guns on you, where are you holding them? Right. It's video game logic. Right. But some of the stuff made sense, right? Like if you're running around the wasteland and you got like 20 bottle caps in a pouch, you can picture that, you know, 20 bottle caps. That that seems fine. But if you're rocking like 2000 bottle caps in a pocket or a backpack or something, then you're jingling all across the wasteland. Everybody you come across knows that you are the wealthiest son of a gun in the West. And that, you, I mean, holy crap, they're going to they're going to hold you up and take all of those caps because you're just you're just jingle jangling around. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Let's get into the, the details of this. The concept of using the bottle cap started at the hub and by Fallout 2. So the events of Fallout 1 happen about 100 ish years after the bombs drop. So this is like 2161, I, th- I believe is, is roughly the date. And then you've got the events of Fallout 2. By the events of Fallout 2, you have the formation of the NCR. And I think maybe we're going to get a little bit more into NCR history the rest of this month. That's one of the concepts I'm playing with for where we're going with uh, some some stuff for future episodes. Um, but you've got, let's see, the date is 20, 2240s by the formation of the NCR and the NCR is going, okay, we're trying to reform the American government. We're trying to bring society back in some ways to the way it was before. And we can't all just be running around trading bottle caps. By that point, it has been established in the new California 
region that bottle caps are a legitimate form of trade, but they're not actually grounded in anything other than just what people believe. Spoilers, no money is, but that's what they're going on. This is the concept here. And so they're going, okay, well, we need a real currency backed by something. And for those of you who have played Fallout 76, you're probably going, wait a minute, this sounds familiar because isn't there a storyline where they are trying to get to like a vault full of actual gold in order to try to do something very similar? And yes, they are. All of these stories kind of echo each other because they're all struggling with these same concepts, which is kind of cool, right? So, okay, so the NCR is going, let's create our own currency and then come across a bunch of gold because that still exists in the world. And so by about three or four years before the events of Fallout New Vegas, they have amassed the NCR has expanded and amassed a wealth of gold and silver in a vault in order to back what they have established as their own money system. They've begin pr- begun printing and manufacturing their own money. And you might be asking, okay, well, how, how do they go about this? And, and what are all the details? And here's the thing. We don't have all the specifics. We just know that the NCR evolved roughly from the hub and spread out through the wasteland and by roughly the time of New Vegas had amassed the ability to print their own money. And that's something that people weren't really able to do well when it came to bottle caps. And this is another point that I think needs to be stated here. Any source of currency needs to be difficult to replicate. So it needs to both be easy enough to distribute. There needs to be enough of it for people to use it and trade it, but it needs to not be so ubiquitous. It needs to not be uh, out there and just easy to get. Like you, you wouldn't want to use rocks, right? Anyone could just walk around and pick up a rock and be like, Oh, here's some more money. You know, you, <laughs> that wouldn't work very well. So bottle caps made sense because there were enough of them out in the wasteland that you could, you could find them with some effort, but they weren't so available that they were just super easy to come by. But the bigger detail here was that the machines that made them were no longer in service and coming across those machines would have been very rare and difficult and you would have had to fix them up. And not only that, you couldn't just take a piece of metal and shape it into a bottle cap. They needed to be printed in order to actually look like legitimate old world bottle caps. And on the second half of the show, there there are some details about people who were producing fake bottle caps. We'll get into that. But when it comes to the NCR, they had made their own money. They had figured out a way to manufacture their own money and back it by gold reserves. And then war with the Brotherhood of Steel broke out. It was just simply called the NCR Brotherhood War. And this was just a few years before the events of Fallout New Vegas. And the war culminated in a battle where the Brotherhood 
destroyed their gold reserves. And the details are not clear. We get a little bit of a description from some of the people in New Vegas who talk about the events of the war and whether they marched in there and just liquidated the place, whether they dropped some mini nukes on it or whether it was just a psychological change. We don't know the details, but we do know that because the money was no longer backed by the gold reserves, that there was a rush from members like the the common people of the NCR to cash in their NCR dollars for the gold that was backing up their money. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't cash in their money for the gold. And this is very similar to what happened during the Great Depression. And because they couldn't actually turn their money back into the gold that was backing up their money, people lost faith in the system. And that's why when you play Fallout New Vegas, the standard is still bottle caps. You can get NCR money, you can get Legion money, but the standard is bottle caps. And you have to look for people who are willing to take those other types of currency because they still believe in it. But it is not, and here's that word again, ubiquitous. It is not common and taken across the wasteland yet because it is not backed by something everyone believes in. Bottle caps, however, still are because everybody needs water. So, all right, I'm going to go take a drink. I'll be right back after this mid break and we're going to get into some other deeper lore about the prediction of bottle caps being used in the wasteland and some other fun details. So don't go anywhere. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park All right, guys, thank you for tuning into this episode and thank you for listening to all the episodes. In fact, I you know what I'm just going to say to if you have been listening to this show since since like the first year, if you've stuck with me all this time, just a big shout out to you. You thank you so much. Thank you for being here for such a long time. This show has carried me into a career of podcasting and if you've been here this whole time thanks for being there thanks for just being one of the early listeners and for believing in the content that i create in this show and some of the other shows on the network and the community and for just being a part of this 
from, you know, just a genuine place. Thank you so much. Um, also, I'm going to take a minute here to thank our patrons. Thank you to all 46 of you, especially I'm the creeper, um, our sentry bot tier five patron. Thank you for for being here. You get a call out every week and all 46 of you. If if I'm helping you get through your work day, your drive to work, your workout or just making your enjoyment of the Fallout games a little bit better then you know, consider helping me out with a patron sub patreon sub whatever the words are go to patreon.com slash fallout lorecast check out all the different tiers all the different things you can get including t-shirts and joining me on future episodes and heck even the lowest tier you get ad-free episodes it's really not that much and every little bit helps to make this a full-time thing and help support me in my career and i would really appreciate it also uh, we've got a new review here from la 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 one two three four six six seven eight zero or zero in the United States who writes love this show five stars. I started listening to this show about the time it first came out. I've listened to every episode sometimes more than once while waiting for a new episode. If you love Fallout and you love learning about lore, this is the show for you. It's like an Oxhorn episode without the visuals. Well, thanks. Um, Oxhorn's great. Yeah, if you don't know who Oxhorn is, he does a bunch of uh, Fallout lore stuff and other videos on YouTube. You should go check out his stuff, too. Amazingly, um, absolutely amazing, sorry, and I can't recommend this show enough. Keep up the great work, Robots with Zeros. Awesome. Thank you so much, la la la, with a bunch of numbers. I, I very much appreciate it. You guys are the best. All right, let's get on talking about some bottle caps. Here we go. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. So I did mention a little bit earlier about the uh, counterfeiting of bottle caps and how it was very difficult. Well, we do have a little bit of evidence in Fallout New Vegas that some people were trying to attempt to do this. There is a shack you can find in Fallout New Vegas, simply called the Cap Counterfeiting Shack. And it is located in the Mojave Wastes next to a kind of a rock. It's a very small shack. And uh, you can look this up. It is uh, west of the Bitter Springs Recreation Area, uh, just past a road and some railroad tracks. And, and as I said, it's a very small little shack. It looks like a I mean, it, it is it is a shack. It is There's a, a door. There's a bunch of like metal walls and kind of a angled metallic kind of roof it looks very very mm, pieced together you could say but when you when you walk inside it you'll find a nuka-cola vending machine two sunset sarsaparilla vending machines and some ammo boxes a few other little things a bed some storage containers and 18 counterfeit bottle caps and in this location they were making fake bottle caps. And although they look very, very close to actual bottle caps, you identify them as being counterfeit. You can tell that they are not legitimate. And you never actually can meet the people who were working here. You don't come across them. There's no quest line tied to this. This is just something that was placed in the game. And I have to wonder if this was a uh, piece of something that was supposed to be here for 
a quest line or a storyline that never got included. As we know, Fallout New Vegas was kind of rushed out. There was a lot that they wanted to put in. I mean, they put a ton in the game, but there's a lot more that they wanted to do in the game that never really got finished. So to have counterfeit bottle capping is something that never got fleshed out could very well be a thing. But it just goes to show that it's rare, but it's possible. And yet we didn't really get anything else having to do with it. Now, there is the question about, okay, so if bottle caps and the use of bottle caps as money, as currency, started in the West with the hub in the New Vegas region and expanded out to you know, a new, I guess I should say New California region expanded out to New Vegas and was used in that portion of the world. Why do people use it over on the East Coast and Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 roughly 100 years later? Why or why would that make sense? Is there trading all the way across the country somehow and this just kind of spread across the country well the meta description is that this was a theme from the games and of course they wanted to match the theme so they used it in the games over there there isn't really a good lore explanation other than a yes trading somehow still occurs maybe not continuous trade like a individual who marches all the way across the wastes but you could say okay traders from point a to point b point b to point c point c to point d across the country one location to the next and given a hundred years eventually the spread of using something like bottle caps could make its way to the east coast You could say that there's a theory out there called the jet road. It's kind of like the Silk Road. Um, And this is a concept of the Silk Road from Europe to Asia. This idea that a very long path of trade based around a very specific item that might be rare, but people are willing to go very far lengths to trade it. But in this case, it would be jet coming from the West Coast to the East Coast, you know, the drug. And that that would create a very long line of trade and the use of bottle caps in order to do that. That could be a thing. Um, I don't know how well I ascribe to that idea, but it would justify the reason why you would find something like Jet, which originally came from the West Coast over on the East Coast. Maybe that's a thing. Uh, th- I Again, that's kind of a headcanon-y thing. I don't think that that's justified in the games as far as I've seen. But... It raises the question, okay, so why bottle caps on the East Coast? There is another explanation, which I'm going to get to in a minute, but there's also another question that's also raised, and that would be why bottle caps for Fallout 76, which occurs only a few decades after the war and the bombs dropping. And of course, the meta answer is because Fallout, right? You have to keep the themes of the game in order for it to feel like Fallout. Same reason for things like, you know, variations on power armor and those kinds of things. Now, there are some there is some speculation around Fallout 76 being a simulation. And so that's why certain things are in in Fallout 76 that maybe don't fit like 
some of the gear from New Vegas showing up in Fallout 76 and those kinds of things. Maybe that's a thing. We don't know. But if that's not a thing, then why are they so ready to trade bottle caps in Fallout 76? There is one explanation that I think might cover all of this. And we have to go to a friend of ours. I guess you could call him a friend. Dr. Mobius. And if you've played the Old World Blues and you know the big MT, you might remember Dr. Mobius. It is I, Dr. Mobius, transmitting from my dome-shaped dome in the Forbidden Zone, a zone that is, yes, forbidden to you! Yeah, so Dr. Mobius, and we're, we're not going to get into the details in here. I need to, I need to talk about Old World Blues and some of these DLCs. But Dr. Mobius is a think tank. He's kind of like a robo-brain, but in a big orb with like three TVs strapped to him. And uh, he was a human, right? Because he's a brain in a, in a vat. Uh, but he is kind of a kind of smarty pants and had a theory that, well, bottle caps after the bombs dropped, because he came from a time before the bombs dropped, would be the default currency. He actually theorized this before the end of the world, before everything went to hell. And as far as I know, he's the only one who actually saw this coming. Mr. House didn't see it coming. vault didn't see it coming. Dr. Mobius saw this coming. So if Dr. Mobius was able to predict this, and this naturally occurred in the hub then maybe just like some other inventions and just like some other natural evolutions of things, the movement towards bottle caps as becoming a currency was natural. And the idea that in fault 76, that a different group of people in a different place across the continent would have naturally taken on bottle caps as a form of currency on their own, apart from knowing anything like this was going to happen, because this would have been before the hub did it on the other side of the continent could have occurred on its own. That's not a crazy concept. Oftentimes things that seem inevitable, good ideas can take root in multiple places in similar time frames, simply because they're good ideas and simply because human beings tend to work in similar ways and things just kind of happen the way they do. And if that's the case, then you wouldn't need an explanation for how this concept moved from the West coast to the East coast. Then you could just simply say that maybe the concept moved from Appalachia to the capital wastes. Or maybe this concept just springs up naturally in multiple places. Maybe it doesn't even have to go that far. What do you guys think? It's an interesting idea. Now, there are some other currencies out there, but I think bottle caps are the most interesting. And to wrap this up, 
I just want to be clear about some of the details on this. It's not just Nuka-Cola bottle caps. Nuka-Cola bottle caps are cool, but people trade all sorts of different types of bottle caps. Sometimes it's Sunset Sarsaparilla, sometimes it's Nuka-Cola, and there are other variations out there. As long as they are bottle caps, and they're printed, and they're original, they're not counterfeit, then they count, and that's all it takes. So, let me know your thoughts. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Check us out on Discord, on the Robots Radio Discord. Let me know your takes on any of these things. Do you think that this was an inevitable development, or do you think that maybe the whole Jet Road thing has more of a ring of truth to it? I want to hear your thoughts. And thank you for tuning in. And if you'd like to check out any of the other shows on the network, robotsradio.net is where to do it. I'd love for you guys, if you're into the Lord of the Rings, check out the Lord of the Rings lore cast. It is up to episode six now. I'm just released episode six, the creation of the dwarves. You can download it on whatever podcatcher you're listening to this on. And of course, there's the Robots Radio Rocket Club, all the new shows. Man, we've got some new shows coming out about Star Wars and the difference between the legendary canon and the, the new canon and a whole bunch of other shows. You should go check out all the stuff on robotsradio.net if you're looking for new podcasts. And of course, all my shows are, are there as well, all the different lore casts that I do. But uh, thank you for tuning in, and I will see you guys again next week. All right, everyone. Stay safe out there. See you guys next time. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.